0: Why we stay in dysfunctional relationships and how to stop that cycle. That is today. Of course, my name is Rika and it is series two, episode two in the key strategies to dodging a dysfunctional relationship. And today is about why we stay and how to stop that cycle. This is for you. Let me ask you this. How many times have you written off guys only to find yourself in the same type of dysfunctional relationship? I feel like I felt your hand go up. Mm-hmm. How many times have you done that? Okay. This episode is for you. It is for you if you also feel like you've been working on yourself, but you keep losing it. Because, because <laughs> if I can talk today, because old habits are hard for you to break. And you're wondering why. Like, why do I keep getting back into this Relationship, whether it be with the same guy, maybe your baby daddy, or it is a different guy. So Tommy and James and Jefferson, <laughs> where did I pull Jefferson from? Lord have mercy. Maybe the Jeffersons moving on up. <laughs> anyway, you've been in those three relationships and they've all been dysfunctional and you are tired of that, but you understand that you have a hard time creating boundaries it's like you get clueless. You know what you want. You don't know how to get it. This episode is for you. So welcome to part two of my key strategies to dodging a dysfunctional relationship. The topic today, like I said, I just like repeating myself. Yeah, I do. Okay. So why we stay in dysfunctional relationships and how to stop that cycle. Enjoy. All
1: the single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. Now put your hands up. I'm, just broke up. I'm doing my own little thing. No, I'm out here looking like revenge, feeling like a 10, the best I ever been. Don't pick up the phone, you know he's only calling cause he's drunk and alone too. Don't let him in, you have to kick him out again.
0: Try to break my heart, oh that breaks my heart. That you thought you ever had it, no you ain't from the start. Yep. Welcome to my party. That's how we do around here. This is Single You, the podcast. I am your host, Rika, and I am an NLP certified life coach and also the founder of Single You Academy. That is my online coaching program. You know what I do? I help the ambitious millennial single woman discover her worth That means you so that you, girl, can stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser. So if you are a woman who is sick of having an unsuccessful single life, if you are sick of the revolving door of dysfunctional relationships, listen, they may have a different name, but it's the same type of relationship. Or you're doing the tug of war back and forth with the same guy and you're sick of that you want better when it comes to men and setting boundaries knowing yourself understanding your worth and what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship yeah i'm willing to bet nobody has ever had that conversation with you but listen i'm not here to judge i have an abusive ex and an ex that cost me $10,000. Yeah, stick around, listen to the podcast enough and you will hear those stories. All right. So you've come to the right place. If you need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and that you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Yeah, I'm a certified life coach, but I will tell you this. I am no expert. I just learned a few things that I would like to teach you as well. You know, as Maya Angelou says, once you learn, you teach. And when you know better, you do better. So now that I'm doing better, I am reaching back out for you, girl. Here's my hand. Grab it. So thank you and welcome. You're in the right place. I got you if you got you. This is Single You, the podcast. Hey, thanks for being here. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. <sighs> why we stay in dysfunctional relationships and how to stop that. And I'm just putting my headphones in and we are going to get started. On Facebook, can you hear me? Actually, let me um, put my headphones in first and then I'll ask you. Hold on, Instagram. Hold on, Facebook. Okay, there we go. Okay, Facebook, can you hear me? I just put my headphones in so I just want to make sure you can hear me now that I put them in and then once I get out, I can hear you. Uh, we will get started. I do see one Facebook user saying I can hear you, but I think you said that before I put my headphones in. So let me know if you can hear me. What up? What up? What up? What up? Okay. We are going to get started. I just want to make sure Facebook, you can hear me, right? Because I'm live on Facebook, live on Instagram. And what up, Facebook? Okay. I think I'm there we go we are still good i got the okay i got the okay i got the okay i got the okay okay (laughs) y'all i'm silly if you don't know me if you're just getting to know me i want you to know that i am a very silly silly girl because it's fun god wants us to be childlike right okay all right so here we go hopefully you got a pen and paper because i believe that i'm going to be dropping some gems And as I drop some gems, if I say something that resonates with you, feel free to make a comment. This can be um, a conversation for sure. So today's topic is why we stay in dysfunctional relationships. And we're going to talk about how to break that cycle. Okay. so who is this episode for? This is another part in my series which is a masterclass called How to Stop the Cycle of Dysfunctional Relationships, How to Dodge the Cycle of Dysfunctional Relationships. Okay, so who is this episode for? This is for you if, hmm, let's see, let me ask you this question. How many times have you written off guys only to find yourself in the same type of dysfunctional relationship? You're a woman who's like, I ain't never going through that again, man. That guy, he really just F me over. I'm gonna write him off. And then two weeks later, you're either back with the same guy or two months later, it's a different guy, but the same story. Raise your hand. How many times have you written off guys only to find yourself in the same type of dysfunctional relationship? Two weeks or two months later, you can type that's me in the chat. I just want to see if this is resonating with you, okay? Because this episode is for you. If you feel like I've been working on myself, but it's like I keep losing it because old habits are hard to break for you. Because, you know, you don't want that relationship. You know, he is not good for you. You know, that guy or the same guy or a different guy, whatever guy you're thinking of as I'm talking to you right now, you know, he's not good for you. But there's a disconnect and old habits are hard to break and you haven't been able to walk away. That, that's who this episode is for. That's what we're going to talk about today. You're uncomfortable with setting boundaries with men. You know when you don't like something. However, you feel awkward about standing up for yourself with men. Okay. You have a hard time creating boundaries. It's like you want to set a boundary, but then you get clueless and you're like, but he's so fine or I don't want to be mean. So then you actually end up not setting the boundary. You end up breaking every rule for this guy, whether it be the same guy or two or three different guys, but it's the same type of dysfunctional relationship, okay? So that's who this episode is for. We're gonna talk about why and how to stop that cycle. I'm gonna give you a number. This is a big number. I don't even know how many zeros are on this number. (laughs) Every year, 10 million Americans will experience psychological and or physical abuse. And I am willing to bet the majority of that number is women. 10 million Americans will experience psychological or physical abuse every year. 10 million Americans, that's happening and I know why. I believe I have at least one of the answers. Okay, but before I tell you why, we are going to go into that today and we'll be together for about 40 minutes. Hopefully you can stick with me and hopefully you have a pen and paper. But I know why that number is so high and I'm gonna tell you why. But first, let's talk about who I am. If you're new to me, my name is Rika, hi. (laughs) I'm a certified NLP, life coach that's neuro linguistic programming okay i am the founder of single you academy which is my online program for single women who are ready to stop the cycle of dysfunctional relationships that's single you academy and then i also am the founder of single you the podcast which is available on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and more i am a christian Yes, I'm a daughter of Jesus. I come from a two-parent household. I graduated from Howard University. And despite all of that, unfortunately, between the years of 2015 and 2017, I was a part of that number, that 10 million I gave you. And listen, I thought I was a smart girl (laughs) before I landed into 2015, because I had dodged a lot before. But there was this one guy, unfortunately, that I just let walk all over me, that I just let manipulate me. And we're gonna go into why, because that's part of the why you also stay in dysfunctional relationships. I know that my story is going to resonate with you if this is already resonating with you. So between 2015 and 2017, I lost my mind. And so let's start at the beginning. You know, in the beginning, when you get what to do. And you're like, oh, my God, he's so fine. He's so fine. And you get with him. And then that is the beginning of when the red flags, you start passing them up. Because he's so fine. Like I literally he unfortunately, even though he is my abusive ex, that's the, the name I give him when I'm telling the story of him. That's one of the reasons why I stayed longer than I should have, because it'd be the fine ones, the one that we deem fine, that we allow to treat us like trash. So he was so fine and I got with him and the first red flag that I passed up that I should not have, but I didn't know it then. So Joyce Meyer says that, uh, Joyce Meyer, she's a pastor, I love her. She says that life can only be lived forward and understood backwards. So when I'm talking about what I know now, I didn't know this between the years of 2015 and 2017, which is why I was a part of that 10 million number. So here's the first red flag that I passed up. So I get with him. He's fine. He's saying all the right things, blah, 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 because they know how to say them right things. Right. (laughs) And it was like two weeks in and I remember him saying, "Um, you know, like, I think I'm falling in love with you or whatever. Which, by the way, anytime I talk like him, a man, I go like this. Men talk like that to me, especially the ones who are like sneaky and stuff. They'd be like, yeah, so you know what I'm saying? What's up, huh? Oh, uh-huh. yeah. So he was like, yeah, man, you know, so I'm feeling like, you know, I'm falling in love with you or whatever. And I literally remember saying, oh, we don't have to say that yet. Because in my mind, two weeks in, it was too early. So I say that to him and let me tell you, this man got so mad at me. So angry and embarrassed, I'm sure, and upset because I did not say, I love you back. Two weeks of knowing him and he got upset. But between those years of 2015 and 2017, this is where my mindset was. I was like, oh, that is so cute. That means he really loves me because he's upset because I won't say I love him. Oh my god, he's so silly. And so I was thinking, this is cute. So of course I talk him down, like, oh no, you know, what I'm saying I, I'm sure that you know, I'll fall in love with you or whatever. Like trying to smooth it over with this crybaby, with this man who was actually showing me who he was. But at that time, I didn't understand life. I didn't understand Maya Angelou's quote. When people show you who they are, believe them. Right. So and I also did not (laughs) understand the Bible or read my Bible at that time. Because the Bible says be slow to anger. So you know how you like you have your list of who you want in a man and a lot of women have. I want him to be six feet, six figures, six pack. Mm -mm. The number one thing on my list on what I want in a man is slow to anger. Because when I tell you that thread of him getting upset, a leaf would fall off the tree and he's upset. His day is ruined. But here's what I thought. I thought, oh, I can change him. I can soften him up. But that's what you think, right? So again, today's topic, why we stay in dysfunctional relationships. That's part of the reason why. It's your mindset, your thinking, not understanding humanness and life. And not really, truly understanding Maya Angelou's quote when she says, when people show you who they are, believe them. So that thread of anger, that quick to anger, that firecracker he was, it lasted throughout the relationship the whole two years. But when we think, oh, I can change him, I can soften him up. If I'm good enough, if I love him long enough, he'll change. Nah. So here's another thing that happened in that relationship. So of course, you know, I smoothed that over, whatever. So we're dating still. And because remember, I told you from 2015 to 2017, I was part of that number, that 10 million number. If you're just tuning in, I want you to know that 10 million Americans, unfortunately, will experience psychological or physical abuse every year. That's 10 million every year. And I'm willing to bet the majority of that number is women. And I know why, this is what we're talking about. So another thing that he was uncomfortable with and a thread throughout our whole relationship is that I was sneaky and I was a cheater and I was a liar. Mind you, I ain't never cheated on nobody in my life. But there was so much gaslighting going on in that relationship, I began to question myself. Well, maybe I am a little, cause I do have male friends, is that okay? Is that not okay? I don't know, huh? Like I let him set the rules of the relationship. So the moment he asked me, he literally had an issue with me having male friends. And at one point in the relationship, he asked me, asked, <laughs> made me call my friend Scott and tell my friend that we can no longer be friends. Don't call me no more. Because my boyfriend, he he's uncomfortable. That was me. I did it because I thought at that time my mindset was he gets to set the rules of the relationship. Maybe he knows something. I don't know. And I have to prove my love to him. So let me go ahead and call him, my friend Scott and tell him we can't be friends no more. Again, this is why we stay in dysfunctional relationships. I'm just being vulnerable and I'm telling you the truth. Tell the truth. Shame, the devil. And I can't be in my line of work and not tell you the truth of what I went through. And trust me, it was a long journey to forgive the woman that I was in that relationship because I wasn't the woman who I thought I was. Because a lot of us walk around here act like, oh yeah, I'm I'm independent, I got it together. Ain't no man about to do this to me, whoop, whoop, whoop. And then the next day you find yourself in the same mess, the same cycle. It can be one guy or it could be two different guys, three different guys. But it's this dysfunction of mess. Because it's your mindset. Because unfortunately, you want to know another reason why we stay in dysfunctional relationships, because who sat you down and had a conversation with you about what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship? Who sat you down and said, okay, this is healthy hard, and this is actually manipulation, abuse, narcissism, projection, love bombing? These are the conversations we're not having. So now we're out here dating because we think that's what people do, and I have to get married. So, and then we're in mess because nobody actually defined that for us, helped us walk through that. So here I am bypassing the red flag of this man getting angry quick. Here I am bypassing a red flag of this man wanting me to cut off friends cause I had to prove my love to him. Well, if you really love me, you know what I'm saying? You just like, I mean, why you need male friends? You got me. <clears throat> that was to the girl I used to be. But shout out to her cause she got me here. And here's another thing. So, again, this thread throughout our whole relationship is happening. And there was a lot. I want you to know that I was extremely confused, but I was trying to make it work. I was trying. Now that I know better, in retrospect, I was trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. But the problem is because nobody has these conversations with us about what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship. We think I, we can change him. This is why we stay. Oh, I, If I can just love him enough. Stick around long enough, be the ride or die. He'll change. He'll be the man that I finally want. Will he? Mm-mm. We have to learn how to keep leave the changing of people up to God we're not god and that's probably part, part of our issue as women. Yes, we're nurturers and our ego tells us like, well, I'm a good woman, so he should treat me like a good woman. But that's not how any of this works. He has to want to do that and actually be a good man of good character. All right. So here's another thing. Let me me be vulnerable again and tell you another thing. This ex abusive ex did to me, made me do whatever. And I use the word made loosely because nobody can make you do anything. It is a choice that I made to stay in this relationship. Trying to prove that I was worthy of his love, prove that I wasn't a cheater, prove that I was a good woman so he could just love me the way I needed and wanted to be loved. So, when I'm using the word made, he made me do it. Just know that it's just that's the word we have. Because he didn't make me do anything, I did it. And you learn that when you grow and you go through healing. So, um, I am, I used to do the morning show where I live right now on uh, a station here i was the morning show host for seven almost eight years and i remember one time we had a topic as i was dating this guy between the years of 2015 and 2017 the topic was um we had a girl call in and she said hey i have this jewelry my ex-boyfriend got me my current boyfriend thinks that i should get rid of it do i have to and i was like girl no you ain't got to get rid of that stuff i still got some michael kors purses my ex-boyfriend got me and I'm in a relationship now. Now, because I was dating a man who was extremely insecure, my phone started blowing up because he listened and he watched my every mood and he began to tell me how embarrassed he was and how disrespectful I was. And I was hiding from him and see that I knew you were sneaky. I knew you were a liar because how dare you have a purse That a man gave you before me. This is what happens when we date men who are insecure and who don't love themselves. As T.D. Jake says, he never met a man that liked himself, that beat his wife. Because when he is healed and he loves himself and he likes himself, he ain't going to abuse you. He knows that he cannot take his traumas out on you. We've all been through some stuff. And you are not responsible for what happened to you before you were 18, but once you are 18, you are responsible to fix it, to get some healing, to go on that journey. And because he had never did that, he was taking his traumas, he was processing what he went through as a child, he was taking that out on me. And again, at the time I didn't know that because these are the things, like I said earlier, they don't talk to us about. Who is they? Our parents. Think about what you learned about relationships through your parents. What did they, or did they not tell you? Through society, what did they, or did not, what did they, or what they did not show you? How did you learn about relationships? You don't go to school for it. So how do you know the difference between healthy, hard versus dysfunctional, abusive, narcissistic? Who had that conversation with you? And that's a rhetorical question because I know you're going to say nobody, (laughs) nobody. These things are not important. We have to go to school to learn about the history of this country. That ain't even really the history of this country because they hide a lot of stuff. We have to go to school to get our driver's license. You have to do an onboarding session when you get a new job. Think about all the things that you have to learn, but nobody is telling you to sit down and learn about yourself first and learn about relationships and humanness. So he's upset that I have these purses and guess what? You know what he asked me. You know what he asked me. I mean, I'm just saying like, you know, I feel disrespected because you didn't tell me that you had stuff an ex gave you. Like I was supposed to walk around my whole house and be like, okay, I got this from my cousin. My ex-boyfriend gave me this. My mama gave me this. Oh, another ex gave me this. Blah, blah, blah. And so, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if you love me, you just get rid of them. So the Rika... Between the years of 2015 and 2017, in that thought process, I have to make this relationship work because I have to be married and have kids. Because that's the goal in life. I got rid of those purses because I didn't know what love was. I didn't know what love. I thought I had to prove my love to people, to him specifically in that relationship. I didn't know what love was. And again, the topic today is why we stay in dysfunctional relationships. Do you see yourself in my story? You can type yes in the chat. Let me know if this is resonating with you. Or am I just talking to myself? So I got rid of those purses. I'm so sad. It was a cute little red. It was a little bad. It was so cute. I don't know where that purse is today. I gave it to Goodwill. can't Washington. It was like five years ago. Somebody got a cute little Michael Kors person. Then I had like a Michael um, a Brown uh, Mac bag for my, my computer and got rid of it because I thought I had to prove my love to him. Because this is what society teaches, especially if you go up in, in, in the church, right? So I'm a Christian and they love to tell you, well, it's not good for man to be alone and you need to be fruitful and multiply. And if you do, and they say those things and then they don't sit you down and actually let you know what they mean. And then unfortunately, I wasn't really reading my Bible back then. And so I was just like, oh, my God, it's not good for man to be alone. So therefore, if I'm single, I'm not good. Therefore, Jesus, God is mad at me because I didn't do the job he sent me here for, which was to be fruitful and multiply which is a lie, a lie straight from hell, but that's how the devil gets us. We hear these messages and then nobody actually breaks it down for us. And so we're like, oh my God, the the goal in life for a woman is to get married and have kids. There's nothing else you can provide of substance on this earth but that. I I had somebody in my DMs today and she called it couple, uh, the pressures of couple, culture. And I died laughing because I was like, I've never heard that term, but that's so true. There's so much pressure for us by the time we're 12. So where are you mad at? Where are your kids at? The number one question, number one and number two, y'all can order them for me if you want to, which is what is one and number two? When you go to the family barbecue, it's either where you're mad at or when you having kids, or if you already have a kid, when you having another one. I just be like, now, the woman I am today, like, can can we talk about my healing, my business? I need some money for my business. You want to donate? I don't even allow people to ask me those questions no more. Plus, my family already know. Don't ask Rika. If he come, he come. Because I'm not playing that game anymore. Because again, the number that I gave you earlier, over 10 million Americans every year experience physical or emotional abuse. And this is why because we're not having the right conversations we're not learning the right stuff so you're out here just like well i'm supposed to date I'm supposed to get married so and then you're in this hamster hamsterware of dysfunction is this love is this not love what am i doing hey cheryl um i also see somebody said i'm listening to this it says facebook user i can't see your name just so you know um because if you want me to see your name, you have to go where this video is in the description, and it'll say "Give Rika permission on Streamyard to see your name." If you want me to see your name, otherwise, I'll just call you Facebook user. Okay. All right, I'm gonna tell you one more story about that X, that abusive X. Tell you one more story because there was a lot that went on in the two years, um, and these are like the stories that I definitely remember and that I know will resonate with you because I believe that's what a lot of us women are doing. We're trying to prove our love. We think if, I, if I'm if i a good enough woman or I'm a good woman, therefore he will change for me and be this man that I want him to be. When the reality is he is who he is, not who you want him to be. And that's everybody, kids, people, family, mother, dad, but especially a man that you're dating. He is who he is, not who you want him to be. So, okay, number two, or (laughs) number two, I think it was like number four, Uh, the fourth story or whatever. So uh, he was a security guard at a bar in Atlanta and I'm from Seattle and I would visit him in Atlanta all the time. Of course, I paid for everything because he didn't really have a real job. Um, And I thought at that time, I'm going to be a cute little girlfriend. I'm going to go to his job. I'm going to hang out with him. I'm going to support him. Yay. (laughs) Plus, also, I was not visiting my best friends that I have in Atlanta at that time because I was embarrassed about the relationship that I was in. I didn't know that then. But looking back and having to do a lot of healing. That's what my behavior was showcasing because I have best friends in Atlanta and I would never call them when I would go to visit him. I need to clean him up first before I bring him around people because he, he quick to anger. So anyway, so I go to a bar and uh, like I said, he was a security guard and he was like, yeah, so uh again, this is how men talk to me. He yeah, is so uh so seedy, and sneaky and evil. <laughs> Not all men, but this one. God, forgive me for talking about your son. I don't know where he is today. I'm praying for him. I said him light and love, but I'm allowed to tell my story. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You come to visit me or whatever. Like, that's cool. But I'm going to need you to sit at the bar so I can watch you when men hit on you. And I want to see how you turn them down. Tell the truth, shame the devil, right? I'm, embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed about this story anymore. I used to be, but. That ended in 2017. Today is 2021. Thank God for growth. So he asked me to do it. And I did it. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I need to prove, I need to show him that I'm not sneaky. I am really a good woman. He's going to see. Which mind you, uh, nobody hit on me that night. <laughs> I was mad. Oh, wait a minute. I mean, now that I look back, I'm like, wait a minute. Am I not cute? I got nobody hit on me. <laughs> I think that was God saving me. And speaking of God saving me, He finally broke up with me in June of 2017. And when I tell you, I started ugly crying. <laughs> and it wasn't because of Him, it's because I knew I shouldn't have been with Him. And God told me that's not your husband but i was steady trying to change this man instead of leaving the changing up to god i thought i was god oh i could change him he's gonna see i'm not sneaky and a cheater because i ain't never cheated on nobody in my life he's crazy i'm just gonna show him i'm a good woman and it's gonna work out nope he broke it with me god released me from that moment and i felt the release and i felt the pressure ugly crying boo hooing and i remember being in his car when he did he was driving He broke up with me. He's driving and I'm "Ah, ah," like, he probably thought I was crying about him. Nope. I was like, "Ah," like the release, like I couldn't do it. I wasn't woman enough to do it. Thank you for breaking up with me. I wasn't woman enough. I didn't know how to leave. And the moment he broke up with me, I heard God say, I will use this story. And I'm gonna tell you what I told God, no, you won't. I ain't telling nobody I went through this, are you crazy? I went to Howard University, I have a two parent household. I'm a good woman, I'm smart. I would never allow this, I'm never telling anybody. And look at me now. And yeah, for about three or four months, four months, three, or if I can talk, (laughs) for about three or four months, I told nobody. I hid that relationship from everybody. That's a red flag in itself. If you're hiding a relationship, <laughs> baby girl. Cheryl, you can relate. And I promise you, we're going to get to how to stop the cycle, right? We had to talk about why we stay because you have to see where your mindset is at right now. So if you are the me from 2015 to 2017, that's you're, you're there. I got you. I'm going to pull you out of that. So I had to set you up and let you know this is where you are right now because I was you. So there is no judgment. I'm here to be the woman that I needed in 2015 to tell me, baby girl, what are you doing? But I don't have a sister. So here we are. He broke up with me, I come back to where I live and I was like, all right, I ain't telling nobody this conversation even though God was steady talking to me, but I'm like, I ain't gonna tell nobody this situation. Mind you, I'm a radio personality and I had to tap dance and entertain people and talk about the Kardashians and not tell a soul. That was so hard to get up every morning and act like I was happy. During commercial break, I would go in the bathroom and cry. And I was like, okay. The only person who knew was my co-host at the time. And I was going through it, embarrassed about what I went through. Why would I allow myself to do that? Why would he treat me this way? Why, 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 why? Which is good questions to be asking yourself. The quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions you ask it. So I dove tears first, face first, heart first into the Bible and I started reading. And there is a moment where I read first Corinthians chapter seven, verse eight, where Paul talks about my widows and my singles. It is better to be single as I am. And I picked up my Bible and threw it across the room. I threw it cause I was angry. Cause I said, nobody in the church told me that because the hum of the church makes you feel like you have to be married. You have to have kids. You are better to women get married and have kids. That is the hum of the church. That is the messaging that we are getting. Tell the truth, shame the devil. Am I right? That's at least. I'm okay. I'll just speak for me. That's the message I got. At fifteen, I never saw a woman who wasn't married and didn't have kids. Never. Not in her thirties. I saw another fifteen-year-old. But at 15, when you're looking at a 30-year-old and everybody who's 30, 40, 50, 60, are married and have kids, you think, oh, okay, that's what I'm supposed to do. Cool. I can do that. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. cool." With no conversations around what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship. What? So picked up my Bible, threw it across the room. And then that's when I started thinking, I need to go sit by myself and I need to figure Rika out because I had to figure out why I would allow that. And so I went to Mexico. I went on a solo trip. Has anybody seen Eat, Pray, Love on Netflix? Well, before it was on Netflix, I saw it in real time in the theater. It is my favorite movie. It is now on Netflix. It's Eat, Pray, Love. And this rich white woman, she goes on a year excursion after her divorce to figure herself out. I ain't a rich white woman, but I have some money to go to Mexico by myself for 10 days. (laughs) I was like, I I can't do a year, but I can do 10 days. And I sat with myself. And I asked myself, who am I? Who does God say I am? And how am I showing up in this world from now on? Because I was upset nobody having a conversation with me. so I had to figure it out. I had to figure it out. Cause see the problem is we call ourselves Christians, but we're not even reading our Bible. And God has been trying to put us on game about his sons since the beginning of time. One of my favorite scriptures is do not give dogs what is sacred, do not throw your poor pearls to pigs if you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn you and tear and turn on you and tear you to pieces. That's Matthew 7, 6. Another translation, do not waste good things on people who will not appreciate them. God is putting us on game. He it because studying. We're not studying who we are, which means we don't understand ourselves we don't understand relationships we stay with men because we feel bad we feel like we can change him we feel like I'm good enough if I'm good enough to him if I love him lo- enough he will become a good man we make excuses after excuse for him well he's this way because he had a bad childhood his parents got divorced he don't know his dad blah 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 blah, blah. and you coming in trying to lick his wounds While he's stabbing you in the back, at the same time you licking his wounds, he giving you wounds. We make excuses for ourselves. Well, I don't want another baby daddy, so I need to stay with the father of my kids, even though he treat me like trash. But I don't want to have two baby daddies. How's that working out for you? So, again, I ask you, who had a conversation with you about what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship? Kimberly, I'm going to get to that. I got you, girl. That's where we're going. That's where we hit it. Kimberly asked, for those of you who don't see on Instagram, how and where are these men learning these behaviors? Well, we're going to get to how you can change. Men are learning these behaviors because how are you learning these behaviors to stay in this trash? The same answer. Nobody's having conversations with them. About what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship. Look what's out there in society about what makes a man. That's why we have all this toxic masculinity, especially if you grew up in the 90s and love hip hop. But it's not about them, it's about you. And why would you allow that? So that's where we're going to get to how you can stop that. It's not about changing the men. That's not my job. If men never change, that I don't care. I will just be single forever. Yeah. Well, Where can I find the good men? Well, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about Rika and how I can live out my best single life because you can have an unsuccessful single life And if you're in this cycle of dysfunction because you're making up all these excuses and you're trying to figure out why he is the way he is instead of why would I allow this, that's an unsuccessful single life. And I know you don't want that. And if nobody's teaching you these things and you want to learn and you just don't know where to start, because I truly believe that, you know, what's that Drake verse? Know yourself, know your worth. You know these things like I should know this. But in secret, you're like, but where do I start, though? How do I do this? You can start with me. And what I teach inside of Single You Academy, which is my four pillars to living a successful single life. So let's just walk through those four pillars real real quick, because I said I would only be 40 minutes, and I'm like, probably going to go over that a little bit but the four pillars to living a successful single life. Number one, you gotta know who you are. There's two things you need to know. Number one is you gotta know who you are past what your favorite color is. You gotta go deeper than that. What are your triggers? What makes you safe? What makes you feel afraid? You have to know who you are, because if you don't know who you are, society and men will tell you. My abusive ex had a wonderful time letting me know who I was, calling me everything but a child of God. And I was like, oh, well, I guess he gets to tell me. Maybe I am coming off like that. He's my mirror. So because unless you're looking in a mirror, you can't see yourself. So then you let men and society tell you who you are. They're your mirror. That's dangerous. That is dangerous. Cheryl, breaking attachment is where you struggle. Don't worry, girl, I got you. We learn all of that inside of Single U Academy. So again, so that's pillar number one. The two things you need to know. Number one, who are you? you got to know who you are. Number two, you have to know what you want and how to get it. Because here's the thing. You you know what you want. If I was like, sell Cheryl, Kimberly, Bobby. Do you want a healthy relationship or an unhealthy relationship? Do you want a loving relationship or a dysfunctional, toxic-ass, abusive relationship? Which one would you choose? Of course you would say healthy. Of course you would say loving. You just don't know how to get it. Because again, who had the conversation with you about what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship? Married people love saying, oh my God, marriage is hard. But what does that mean? What is healthy, hard versus dysfunction? Plus, consider the source. Because there's a lot of married people who are dysfunctional relationships. It's not like they got married and then everything is blissful. Nope. Just because they're married doesn't mean they're happy. Consider the source. So that's two things you need to know. you got to know who you are deeper than your favorite color. you got to know what you want and how to get it. And there's two behaviors you have to embody. The first behavior, you have to have the audacity to believe that you can get exactly what you want. You have to have that audacity because people in this society are gonna tell you, you can't have that, you too picky. What you talking about? But again, consider the source because misery loves company. For example, I don't have kids. And I will never again. Well, let me not say never because God's will. I want God's will over anything, but I do not believe it is God's will for me to date a man with kids. My abusive ex had a uh, kid. I dated other men with kids. I just don't want to do that. And it has everything to do with me and who I am. I'm not equipped to be a stepmom. I'm not. It's not about judging him and his character. But society will tell you, why are you judging him? You too picky. I ain't say nothing about that man's character. I just said I don't want to date a man with kids. That's all I said. And then everybody's like, oh my God, you, that's terrible. You're too picky. I can't believe you would say that. You're not going to find a man without kids. How you know? You met every man on this planet. But before I would let people sway my, yeah, you're right. I'm probably too picky. That's mean. I shouldn't judge people. There's a difference between judgment and discernment. There's a book out there called Girl, Wash Your Face. I want to write a book called Girl, Read Your Bible. Because there's a difference. If you did, you would know the difference between judgment and discernment. I have discerned. I'm not equipped to be a stepmom. I'm not. At this time in my life, I don't feel like that's God's will on my life. So that's what I mean by you have to have the audacity to believe that you can get it. And then number four, we bad at this. We bad at this. The patience to wait for it. What do I mean by patient? Who said that you had to be married by 25? Where is that rule? Where is it written? But once we hit 25 and a half and we're not married, we're like, oh, my life is over. I suck. Nobody likes me. What are the what's the story you're telling yourself about your singleness? Bobby, I love you, girl. We're gonna work together. I'm talking about single you academy. So these are the four pillars that I help you with, I walk you through inside of Single You Academy. Know who you are, know what you want and how to get it. Have the audacity to believe that you can get it and the patience to wait for it. There's a lot of earned learning that happens in Single You Academy because Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 8, to my widows and singles, it is better to be single as I am. Why does he say that? Because God did not send you on this planet to be married to somebody's son. That is not his purpose for your life. It is icing on the cake. And marriage is beauty, I don't, hear me correctly. There is beauty in marriage, but there is beauty in singleness. It's, it's equally, it is equal. In God's eyes, it is equal. That is not the thing that makes you whole. Your purpose makes you whole. So if you feel like there's something missing, it's because you don't know your purpose. And not everybody is sent here to be Lady Gaga and Oprah. I'm not talking about being rich. I'm talking about your purpose. Who are you helping on this planet? Remember, I told you earlier in my story that God told me he would use my story. I have now found my purpose. Therefore, I have no more moments of loneliness. If God wants to provide me a husband later in life, great. Awesome. I will openly accept that. And I pray about that. God, don't let me miss my blessing. If you have a blessing for me in a man form, sure. But I am no longer seeking or searching for that. He will come on God's time while I'm out here in these streets. I got my little vaccination. I'm out in these streets come three weeks from now because it's my birthday, June 29th, and I'm out here. So if I meet him at the airport, great. But guess what? If I hit 75 and I never got married, I will not be sad. Because I know my purpose now. And my purpose is to dismantle The thought process that you have about your singleness being a punishment. Singleness is not a punishment. You are worthy regardless of your relationship status, period, dot. That's a period with a T. All right. So here we go. Single You Academy is my online coaching program. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to share the page with you because I promise you, we'd be here for like forty minutes, and we kind of went over. But that's okay, because I felt it. I felt it in the spirit. You're here with me, Amen, Amen. Hey, Kimberly and Sherry and Bobby, y'all here, right? <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. Think about all of the things that you had to go go to school for. All of the things that you had to learn like getting your driver's license, you had to go to high school, maybe college, the orientation you have to have at work, all of these processes and hoops you have to jump through to get healthcare, to get what, like all of these things that you have to learn, but nobody's teaching you about how to learn yourself and relationships. So Single You Academy is that, through my lens. It is an online intensive 16-week program. It's a group program focused on your growth, For the, if I can say professional, for the professional single woman in her 30s and 40s who wants to stop, excuse me, the cycle of dysfunctional relationships with men. Or maybe it's that one guy you're thinking of right now, like, I don't, I know that this relationship is trash. Why am I still here? If you want to break that cycle of dysfunction, you want to break that cycle of attachment without the overwhelm of feeling mean for saying no, for setting a boundary, because it is in your boundaries where you show yourself that you love yourself. Most of my clients are professional single moms, and that makes sense, but I'm here for any single woman who is ready to discover her worth, if you're ready to learn how to set clear boundaries and you wanna stop tying your identity to men, I got you. Single U Academy, the doors are open right now. They close June 4th. There is an application process. You apply. And if I approve your application, we get on a call. We talk about Single U Academy and then you make the decision if this coaching client relationship should start. So this is about your decision. I'm not here to pressure you into do anything that you don't want to do. But if you are like, I feel like I know my worth, maybe I don't, but people treat me like trash. I know I'm supposed to know my worth, but where do I start? Where do I start with breaking these mental and emotional attachments? Where do I stop the cycle of dysfunctional relationships? You start with me. And how I know that it works is, well, not only did I do it on myself, I also have clients and I'm gonna share with you some testimonials I want you to meet. Now, listen, When I share testimonials, I change people's names, just so you know, because you can see how this is um, uh, confidential. And so I want you to meet her. And for Instagram, I'll just have to read it for you. I date the same type of men because like you said, it's like, I'm happy that they choose me. So it's like, oh, you chose me, okay. So I'm going to sacrifice what I know I don't want just because he chose me. My last boyfriend, we were, we, I'm getting ahead of myself. My last boyfriend, we were together for seven years. We did well together for a while or so I thought, but he never wanted the commitment and I never saw it. He kept stringing me along. I feel like I do all of these things. I'm this good woman, so why not me? That's what we were talking about. I'm a good woman, so I should get da-da-da-da-da. You're not going to get what you want if you don't know how to get it, especially if you don't know how to set boundaries. So this is before this is when I first met her before she became my client. And then we worked together. And now she was able to say, Rika, guess what? I was able to stick up for myself after a man tried to put me on time out like I was a kid. I was very blunt and very clear. I've never been that person before a single you Academy. I used to not want to get a man too upset because I still wanted him to be around. How many of you can say that was you in relationships? Well, I don't want to say nothing because I don't want to get him upset because I'm afraid he'll leave me. And I'm oh like, God, God forbid i be single. She goes on to say, I felt so good. I sent him that text message and I read it like a thousand times. And I was like, I can't believe I did that because I always hold on in the past. I would know what I felt but I just didn't want to be in the wrong or for him to. But it's time I decided, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to just take the loss. I'll take the L. Okay. On Instagram, I'm back. Somebody tried to call me. We good. Okay. So this is a transformation that I got out of this client. And let's talk about Sarah. So I'm gonna play this audio for you. Why did you join Single You? I'm gonna have to. Um,
1: I want to be loved and I didn't know how. And it was also my issues. And Rika actually helped me figure out how to deal with my issues how to set boundaries, um, raise my standards and not settle for anything less than that. And, you know, now I'm, ha- I'm happy person by myself, just raising my son. So yeah, Yay. I need help. And she was there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, would you tell someone watching right now, um, who was, was you eight months ago to join single you? Heck yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, I didn't, I, I expected this to be a long journey to figure out who I am, my self-worth, what I wanted. And six, seven, eight months into it, I was like, holy crap, here I am. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> um, I still use my skills that I learned through single you every single day. Yeah. And I love that. I grow as a person every single day, even though I'm not in single you. Yeah. Um, I loved being in it because you had a whole group of women that aren't going through the same thing as you, but pretty darn close. Yeah. And they were just there. They support you. They yeah. know what you're going through. They know your your emotions. They know everything. So. Love it.
0: All right. Are there any questions for me? Let me close that out. I'm going to share one more with you from a client where she said, okay, so superficially when a person here, single you Academy, people were looking at me like, and when she says people, this is her talking to her friends. Like I got a coach. I hired this coach. I'm working with her. We're working on these things. And people would tell her uh, I could have taught you that. Why you pay that for that? And she goes, Oh, no, you couldn't because you weren't going to push me to the level of S.Y.A., by which literally doors started unlocking and helping me to have the strength to walk through. Single You Academy is definitely helpful and it was worth every penny. It truly was because here's the deal. Your friends, how you have friends and you've told them the things that you've gone through, maybe not in detail, but the cycle of dysfunction is still happening. So how are they actually helping you? Because people can only help you at the level of their understanding. And they're probably going through the same thing you're going through. So you can tell your friends all you want to, but is it just ask yourself, is it really truly helping you break emotional and mental attachments? Is it really helping you stop the cycle of dysfunctional relationships? And I'm not saying anything about your friendship with them. They can be great friends. But if you want to learn how to be a doctor, you're not going to ask your friend, how do I do surgery? You're going to go to school for it. And that's how Mary had a little lamb. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love that. Kimberly, I like you. You're funny. <laughs> All right. So if Single You Academy is piquing your interest and you want to apply to see if we'll work where, well together, type I'm in in the chat, in the comment. So, Cheryl, Kimberly, if you're in, type I'm in in the comments. And you're not signing up for anything yet. You're just saying, I'm in. And then you'll go through the application process. If you are watching on Instagram, you will have to send me a DM. So Bobby, send me a DM. And we can start the application process. Doors close on June 4th, and I only have 10 spots. Because I like to keep my group small just so I can, you know, it's hard to do 30 women at the same time doors closed June 4th so if you want to start your application process now let's get to it I am actually going to put this link in the chat as well so if you um, if you put I'm in in the chat I want you to go to this link I'm typing it right now so what's up CT Shout out to the Yanni Steve and Walla Walla. Shout out to you. Okay, so Cheryl, um, go to that link. Let me know if you see the link. If you don't see it, um, I'll DM it to you as well. And I'll I'll still DM you anyway after this live is over. But if you are in, send me a DM or you can type I'm in in the chat. And then on Instagram, you'll have to DM me because once the live is over, I won't be able to um, see your comment anymore. So, oh, you'll you'll get them, b- uh, before well before June fourth, girl. We'll, well, actually, um, wait, Heaven, I feel like Heaven, you already applied, or was there another Heaven? No, I think that was you. So once you apply, then you're prompted to schedule a call, and so I know I think our calls on the twenty second, right, Heaven? Here's the thing: if you were not approved. I would not. I would have canceled the call. So you're good, girl. We just have to get on our call and still make sure like, this is what you want. It'll be up to you. And then we'll go from there. But that's a great question. So when you go to the website, it'll prompt you to apply. And then it'll give, after you send in your application, it'll say, okay, book your Zoom call with Rika, which is me, obviously. And then the only time if I don't approve it, then the call gets canceled. And then I'll send you an email and we'll talk about why and all that. But, makes sense? Yeah, I thought that was you, Heaven. I was like, wait, I feel like I know that name. <laughs> okay, all right. So, get your application and now Single You Academy closes on June 4th. And I have a very hard close date. I don't play that game. Because we. I have to get started with my new group and get them their welcome package and orientation and all of that. So, um, okay. Any questions for me before I hop off? Yep. Me too, heaven. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And I already read your application and everything. So I know I can help you. So now it'll just be up to you. Um, so I love that. Yay. Okay. Any questions before I hop off? Um, cause in fact, I do actually have a, a call after this with, um, an applicant for single U Academy. So like I said, I only have 10 spots doors closed June 4th. Consider me your homegirl in your head. Again, it's Rika, and if you need to reach out to me, listen, don't hesitate. It's not going to be weird. On Twitter and on Instagram, I am just me, Rika. That's R-E-K-A, and I'm going to put my Twitter, Instagram, and email in the show notes, okay? You can also join me over in my private Facebook group titled Singleness is Not a Punishment. I mean, come on, who am I? (laughs) You know my tagline? That's my private Facebook group. The link will also be in the show notes. Now, If I said something that resonated with you and really helped you, please share this podcast with a friend because sharing is caring and you shouldn't be sitting on all this good information. So share it with your homegirl, okay, or your (laughs) homeboy. Please do that. Also, don't forget to subscribe and then you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. And if you have time, can you do me a favor? It'll help me out as a small business owner and a podcaster when you leave a rating on this episode episode. All you got to do is say that you liked it or you can even type out what you took away from this episode. It really helps me and keeps me going, providing free content for you. So thank you so much for doing that. Production, my intro was made by one of the greats in production land. His name is James Tyler. Thank you for my intro. And he used Beyonce's Single Ladies, Sorry, Not Sorry by Demi Lovato. He used Dua Lipa, her song, New Rules, and also Truth Hurts by Lizzo. All right, that's all I got for you this episode. We will talk again on the next one.